Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hi, welcome to this week's episode. If it is your first time, welcome. If it is your second time, hundredth time, hi, welcome back. Um, so, so, so glad that you were here. So grateful for you. So just, yes, right? Like we are working on building a community of lighthouses, people who are so rooted in their own power, are so grounded in themselves that they start calling other people home just by living their life in a grounded, free, clear way. So I am so happy that you are here because welcome, welcome to the community of people who are embodying light, aka lighthouses. Um, so this episode is something that I work with with clients all the time. And I, <laughs> many, many of my clients um, have this kind of a mindset where like they really struggle to ask for help. And a lot of them at first, I mean, really all of them at first don't understand why. So I thought that this episode would be very helpful in my intention for this episode is to help you get some insight into perhaps why that's happening. I'm going to offer some, some of the main common reasons that I see. And please understand that not everything that I say is gospel. If it lands for you, then there's a reason for that. And if it doesn't land for you, then there's a reason for that. Um, so this is not to give you a complex and say, oh, you're doing all of these things. And here's why. Like, if you're like, oh, damn, that resonates. Yes, then that would be a reason. And if you're like, yeah, that one doesn't really resonate, then okay, great. That would not be a reason. Um, and then at the end, I'm going to give you, offer some suggestions on why asking for help is actually a good thing. Um, and why we actually want to ask people for help. We want to build a community of people that support us. But first, let's start with a story. So I grew up, my dad is from Cuba, and my mom is from Illinois, like, you know, middle of the farmland white, and my dad is Cuban. And it, 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 oh. Growing up, it was very normal for me to have a large community of people who wanted me around to anything that I needed. They were willing to help. I mean, at the drop of a hat, yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll do that for you. What do you need? Just this reciprocal community was normal for me growing up. So I, 
you know, when, when you grow up in a certain environment, when you grow up in your environment, you assume that is normal for everyone. So I thought, oh, everyone has a support system. Everyone has people who will help them. Everyone has people who loves them. Everyone asks for help. Everyone gets help when they ask for it. So that was normal to me. So when I moved to North Carolina, as I got older and I started um, interacting more with people as an adult, I realized that that is not the normal. So, I mean, it was, you know, for example, whenever I go back to Florida, I have a cousin, shout out Ollie, that I stay with where I'm just like, hey, I'm going to be in Florida. And she's like, great, I'll have a bedroom ready for you. Like it's, it is expected, not in that like you have to spend, you have to let me stay at your house, but like it's expected that she says, oh yeah, like I have a bedroom for you, no problem. Because that's the kind of reciprocal community relationship that our family has. Now, when I became an adult, I was like, oh shit, like not everybody has that. And especially not white people have that. So it was very weird to me moving to North Carolina to hear all of these people and to see all of these people who don't have community, who don't have people that they can go to to ask for help. Maybe they have immediate family, but many people don't even have that. And I was like, what the fuck? You guys are doing it wrong. Like, what What are you doing? What is happening here? And it took me a long time to realize, and it took me a lot of working with clients to realize that, like, the way that I grew up, like, our culture, my family culture was normal for me. Of course, it's normal for many Cubans, many immigrant families, um, many people of color families. Like, they just kind of inherently tend to have more community versus coming to the South where like, it's very rugged individualism. It's very do it yourself. Don't ask for help. You're weak if you ask for help kind of thing. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? This is so weird. So then when I started working with clients who were, you know, really having this, like, I don't ask for help. I don't ask for help. This is not a thing that I do. And I started digging into it. I was like, oh, okay. Like there's some common themes coming up here. And so I am going to go over a lot of the common themes that I see in, you know, why people are are having these things. And please understand that, like, the intention of this episode is not to say that you're wrong for never asking for help, not to say that always asking for help is the right thing to do. I'm only offering a perspective that relationships are reciprocal. And we cannot go through this life alone. We don't even come into this life alone. Okay. Like somebody birthed you. (laughs) You came out of a whole person who I very likely had some help. So like we're literally helped into this world. And then ideally we're helped throughout our time on this world. So this is to offer the perspective that life is much easier and much more fun when you have reciprocal relationships where you have people who support you and you support people. It doesn't always have to be the same people, but hopefully there is some intertwining of lives here. So this is just offering that perspective for you. You could go it alone, but you can't. You can't even do that because like you have people that you interact with who help you out. Sometimes a bill is late and and somebody weighs a late fee for you. Like that's someone helping you out or you know, you're, you're at a restaurant and they forgot the, they forgot the ketchup. So you ask them for ketchup and you're asking for help. Like you can go through life suffering and you can go through life saying, I do it all myself and I don't need help and I don't need anybody. But like, you're not going to get what you want that way. You're, I mean, you're guaranteeing that you don't get what you want that way. And 
we'll dig into why that develops as we go through this list here, because it's not the vibe. Okay. Like I work with people who struggle to ask for help and they're not getting what they want. And then they get resentful because they don't get what they want. But like, it's your mouth, friend. You have a mouth, use it. So we'll get in, we will get into that. So one of the reasons that I see that people really struggle to ask for help and perhaps why you struggle to ask for help is that you were taught to take care of others. That was your job. That was your role. There was no room for you to get support. So if you're the older sibling, if your parents were incapacitated because of mental health or substance use, or perhaps your parents are immigrants and they don't speak English very well, like if that, pity, don't do it. If that was your normal, like your role became the person whose job it was to take care of others, then of course you would take on that caretaker role, but the caretaker role is the person who gives help, not the person who asks for help. And that, so mind works like this when, because mind loves efficiency and mind loves not using a ton of energy because it, it, I mean, it takes a lot of energy to run our whole system, right? So mind will find efficiency wherever it can, meaning it will make patterns. It will make default settings wherever it can. And any pattern that we repeat long enough becomes a default setting. For example, if you woke up tomorrow morning and you changed the way that you walk, it would feel very strange because the way that you walk is a default setting. Some of the things that you say are a default setting. The patterns that you think are, yes, kitty, are a default setting. Answering my cat when he meows is a default setting. Um, so the thing that we do repeatedly, mind says, oh, okay, well, this is a pattern. I'm just going to make it a default. Therefore, it takes less energy so I can put energy towards other things. So taking care of other people is a pattern, which then becomes a default setting. Mind says, oh, we do this all the time. This is our role. Mind also likes to take on archetypes, right? So if you are a caretaker, you'll hear people say this. Well, I'm a caretaker. I've taken care of people my whole life. This is just what I do. This is how I love them, which is wonderful. We love that people love taking care of others. We just don't want them to forget that, you know, hello, you're also on the list of people that you take care of. And we want people to take care of you because re reciprocity so if people grew up where their role was taking care of others, older sibling, you know, child of immigrants who don't speak a language, parents are incapacitated because they're depressed, they're, you know, emotionally dysregulated, they're not safe, they're using drugs, they're, you know, alcoholics, like, it's so, so, so common that like the oldest child or one child in the family will become the caretaker for others, typically the oldest, but it's not always the case. So if your pattern growing up was to take care of other people, that becomes ingrained. And then you learn via not getting help from anyone and having to take care of others that your role is to take care and not be taken care of. But that creates a whole lot of neurotic bullshit as an adult. Okay. Like you Perhaps if you're listening to this episode, you identify with like, oh, I struggle to ask for help. Okay. Then I love that you're listening to this episode, like super proud of you for that. And I want you to think of someone, you know, who is like, I'm never asking for help and I don't ask for help, blah, 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 blah. And how difficult, how difficult is that person to love? Okay. It's hard because you can't ever do a fucking thing for them. And they're stubborn and they suffer way more often 
then they need to. Like your suffering is not noble. You being hyper independent is a trauma response. A grounded, healthy, healed person gives and receives help. So hyper independence is a trauma response. Friends, love you so much. This is why I'm telling you this. So you were taught that your job was to take care of others. And in having that be your only role, you were never taught how to receive help. This is not your fault, but it is your responsibility to fix. Okay. Now, if you had to learn to be hyper independent and never rely on anyone, this is kind of related, right? Like if you, if your environment was not safe or predictable, then of course you didn't ask for help. Like Or if every time you asked for help, you got shut down, you got made fun of, you got ignored, you got beat, you got screamed at, you got turned away from, then yeah, you're going to stop asking for help. Of course you are, because what you learned is that it never results in getting help. So very naturally, you decided then that like, okay, well, if I'm never going to get help, then I'm going to stop asking. Like that is a perfectly logical response to never receiving help. That is something that I have found happens to people in childhood. And then remember, mind creates default settings for things that we experience over and over again, patterns that we have over and over again. And so mind learned when I ask for help, I get nothing, or even worse, I get put in danger, something bad happens, I risk losing food bringer, food bringer is mad at me, and when you're a child, food bringer being mad at you is life-threatening because food bringer is the person who keeps you alive, aka the person taking care of you, and so when that happens over and over again, mind learns, okay, asking for help equals danger, equals pain, equals hurt, will avoid at all costs. So mind was trying to help you at that time by avoiding pain, by avoiding danger. The problem is that the pattern that you learned as a child becomes the pattern that you live as an adult. And as an adult, if you never ask for what you want, What I have found and what my clients experience is that they live in resentment land. They lived in misery. They never get what they fucking want. Okay. Do you know who gets what they want? People who speak up. People who speak up are the people who get what they want more often. And I mean, it'll even go so far as to be like, like I, for example, my dad will not send food back if it's wrong, will not send food back. Like he will just eat it and he'll hate it the entire time. Okay. Now, you may resonate with that, and I'm here to tell you that is a bananas thing to do. Like, that (laughs) makes no sense. You're literally paying for food that you want, and if it comes out wrong, undercooked, whatever, you're going to sit there and eat it even though you don't like it? Like, make that make sense, baby. Math ain't math in there, okay? Unless you learned to be happy with what you have, that you're not allowed to complain, that when you ask for things, you never get what you want, right? Again, the patterns we learn in childhood become the patterns we live as an adult. And sometimes those patterns are not useful to us in adulthood. Now, 
those patterns don't come out of nowhere, right? Like, again, if every time you ask for help or you learned as a young child or as a child at all, that when you ask for help, you get shut down, you get pain, hurt, suffering, danger, whatever, then like, yeah, of course, the thing you're going to do is to be quiet and learn to figure it out yourself. So if you had to learn to be hyper independent and Again, hyper-independence is a trauma response, never trusting other people to do anything for you, to come through for you, never asking for help is a trauma response, okay? That means somewhere along the way, you learned that people are not trustworthy and you are not allowed to ask for help and you can't have it. That is not a helpful thing to do, friends. Now, Having a response like that becomes unhelpful because you get less of what you want. You honestly, you just make your life a lot harder. So like when you feel like you have to do everything yourself, your life becomes way, way harder because we're not meant to do it alone. We're not meant to do all of these things like we're meant to live in community. Now, perhaps you were also taught that help never came without expectations, and again, very logically, mind would go, okay, these expectations are painful. The knowing that an expectation is coming is painful, is stressful, is anxiety inducing. So I'm going to avoid these expectations that I didn't agree to, but are being forced upon me by just not asking for help. That is a totally logical decision. Okay. That decision makes perfect sense at that time. But that doesn't mean it makes sense as an adult. And it doesn't mean that everyone you ask for help will have expectations that they don't tell you, right? A gift comes without strings. If there are strings, it's not a gift. It's a contract that you didn't consent to. So that's a problem. Not everyone will do that to you. But if that was the majority of your experiences growing up, then mind in an effort to save energy will generalize, oh, every time I ask for something, it comes with strings and I don't want the strings that it comes with. So I will avoid asking for help. That makes perfect sense. Then it is not helpful now. So we do want to learn discernment. Or perhaps you were taught that kindness is never a gift, right? This is what manipulative people do. They're kind. I put that in quotes because it's not real. They're nice to you because they want something. And if you know someone like this, they immediately just came to mind. Okay. They're only nice when they want something. They're only doing you a favor because they want something else. Again, it comes with strings and the strings are painful. So you just avoid the whole thing. That makes perfect sense with that person at that time. Does not make perfect sense with people who won't do that because there are many people who would be happy to help you because they are happy to help you, not because they want something in return, not because they'll hold it over your head later, just because they love you and they want you to have an easier life or a better life or whatever. Okay. People like that exist. So we want to learn discernment. Perhaps you were taught that owing a debt is bad, right? So these three are kind of related. Someone being nice because they want something from you. Someone only helping you because they want something. Someone knowing that when you ask for help, it comes with strings, but the strings are never like checked with you. You just owe them something and they'll call due later would make sense that you don't want to owe people a debt, okay? These three are related. So if you hate the idea of owing someone, again, guys, these are all trauma responses. Like 
they make perfect sense in the moment as to why you would have stopped asking for help. It is not a helpful thing to do as an adult because not everyone will do that and it makes life way, way, way harder. And I want you to have an easy life, okay? Like that's part of the point of this podcast. Like I want your life to be easier. I want you to suffer less. Like that is my intention. I intend for you to suffer less. So if you don't want to owe anyone a debt, okay, that mindset directly comes from at some point people helped you and there were strings attached or you were made to feel bad for asking for help, or you were made to feel ashamed or guilty for asking for help. How dare you do that? You know we're struggling. I can't do that for you right now. I can't believe you would ask that of me. You know I have so much going on. You're just so selfish. I can't believe like all of those manipulation games become, well, I'm never going to owe anyone anything because I'm never going to let someone do that to me again. That's a perfectly logical decision in the moment. We just don't want to stay there for the rest of our lives because it is very expensive. Okay. It will cost you your sanity, your peace, your life. It will cost you so many things. If you were taught that independence is a strength, well, do it yourself. That's what I did. That's what everyone does. You're weak if you ask for help, right? This is typically more geared, a message more geared to men than it is to women, but it is prevalent no matter what. Like it is, it's it's just around and it's so toxic. And this is a really good example of toxic masculinity. You're never allowed to ask for help because it makes you weak. Versus let me offer you this perspective. Asking for help actually takes much more courage than never asking for help because you're afraid because that's really what's happening, right? Like people who don't ask for help, don't ask for help because they're afraid they'll get a no, the person will be mad at them. It'll come with strings. It'll backfire. They'll be made fun of like, that's all a fear-based response and mind when it perceives a threat prioritizes that fear response over everything because mind is interested in survival, survive now. So perhaps we can thrive later but it doesn't work when there's no actual literal threat. Now, perhaps when you were a child, there was a threat, right? If food bringer is angry, if food bringer doesn't love you, if food bringer, you know, neglects you, yes, there is literally a, a, a danger, but as an adult, not a danger, right? So being taught that asking for help is a weakness and that's bad and you'll be bad and we'll throw you out of our family and you'll starve to death. Okay, well, then it makes perfect sense that at that time you chose, well, I'm never going to ask for help and I'm going to do everything myself and only rely on me because that's the only person I can ever rely on. Hello, trauma response. Okay, like you heard those words just come out of my mouth. I can never rely on anyone because they'll never come through. No one ever comes through. At the end of the day, I only have myself. Whew. Baby. Sweet little croissant. That's a trauma response. Again, the right response during that time, not so helpful now. So this is not to say that you made the wrong choice then. You made that choice for a reason or, well, subconscious made that choice for a reason then, not so useful now. Or perhaps they made it mean that you're a burden. And this is one I get all the time. Well, I don't want to be a burden. Who taught you that love, loving you, was a burden. Who taught you that? Because they were dead ass wrong. They were dead ass wrong. Loving someone is not a burden. It's just not. And so when people say, well, I don't want to be a burden, 
you you all know my dog Madge, unless this is your first episode. And I have a dog. She is 12 years old. She is my favorite thing on the planet. And I say, well, Madge is a burden. Should I shoot her? And they say, oh my God, no, God, no, Amanda, why would you say that? And I say, well, she's a burden. She costs money. She costs time. She costs energy. She is by definition a burden. She is a load that I carry. And they say, so I say, okay, great. Well, if she's a burden, I should shoot her. Get rid of her. And they're like, oh my God, no. And I say, okay, but why? Why do I take her on? And they say, well, because you love her. And I say, exactly. Love is a burden you choose to carry. You're not heavy. There's a song that I really love that says, he's not heavy, he's my brother. He's not heavy. He's my brother. You're not heavy. You're someone they love. It's not heavy. A burden becomes weightless the second you choose to carry it. So whoever taught you that your needs are a burden on them just didn't want to carry them which does not mean that you're a burden. It means they didn't want to do the work to take care of you. That has nothing to do with you, nothing at all. But that is what I hear all the time. Well, I don't wanna be a burden because a burden meant threat to safety. But as an adult, there's no threat to your safety. There's no chance of being abandoned. Abandoned means leaving a baby in the woods to die. No one can do that as an adult to you unless they tie you up in the woods and leave you to die. So if you're kidnapped, yeah, okay, cool, you've been abandoned. But even then, it's not abandonment, it's just murder. So abandonment means leaving something that cannot fend for itself to die. You can fend for yourself. You are an adult. You are not a helpless baby. But when you learned that, you were perhaps young child. And because the thing that we live becomes our pattern, you learned, oh, burden equals bad. Burden equals unsafe. I don't want to be abandoned in the woods. So I will make myself as small as possible. I will never ask for help. I will never need anything. But that is not the story as an adult. It's not the story as an adult, okay? You may be a burden as in you take time, energy, care, but you become weightless the second someone wants to carry that. He's not heavy. He's my brother. She's not heavy. She's my sister. And you can't be abandoned as an adult. So that's exciting. Now, let me offer you some reframes for that. And if you need a second, take a deep breath. Because I know some of those likely resonated with you. So proud of you for making it this far. And let me offer you some different perspectives. I'm thinking that you actually do people a disservice when you don't let them help you. People want to love you. They want to help you. They want you to be happy. And if they're watching you suffer and struggle because you're being stubborn about not asking for help because of an old pattern, because of an old trauma response, you prevent people from loving you. But they want to love you. You do people a favor when you accept their help. Accepting help creates reciprocity. And the more reciprocal a relationship, the deeper the bond. Okay, so you're preventing people from loving you when you don't allow them to help you. And let me offer this as well. Not everyone has a hidden agenda. 
Some people really want to help you just because they love you. Learn to discern who that is. Suffering is not a badge of honor, okay? The the more you suffer, it's not the better life is. You're suffering. Being a martyr is not fun, okay? It just sucks. Even Mother Teresa had a whole community. She didn't do it alone. And she was a literal saint. Like, she didn't carry it alone, okay? Your suffering is not a badge of honor. It's not the more you suffer, the more you'll be rewarded later. That's not true. Allow people to help you. Life can be easier. It gets to be easy, but it does require help. Interdependence is healing. Remember, sweet little croissant of mine, hyper-independence is a trauma response, which means healing is relational. Interdependence, being intertwined with people, allowing them to help you, you helping them, having a reciprocal relationship, give and take, is literally healing. It's healing those same wounds that somebody else gave you. And as a child, you had the perfect response because it kept you alive. It's just not necessary now. It's no longer needed. Another perspective I'll offer you. You're not forcing anyone to help you. This is one that I hear all the time. Well, I don't want to force them to help me. You're not. Uh, You're not putting a gun to their head and saying, help me or die, bitch. Like, you're not doing that. If you are doing that, that's fucked up. Stop doing that. Like, that's not okay. Okay, let's not do that. But I'm going to assume that you're not doing that because you're a sweet little croissant. And I I know that you're a sweet little croissant. So, So you're not putting a gun to someone's head and saying, help me or die. Uh, which means you're not forcing anyone to do anything. It is, people have free will, okay? Adults get to choose. Now you may say, well, but they always say yes when I help them because I think they feel bad. Let me offer you this. You can preface the conversation by saying, hey, you're free to say no. If you don't want to do it, I want you to say no. Please don't do things you don't want to do, even if they're for me. And then you can more trust what they're saying, okay? Which is a beautiful thing. We love that for you. Accepting help is how you build community. If you want closer relationships, allow people to love you by helping you. If you want to like literally be close with people, it it's reciprocity. My sweet, darling baby angel, like... <sighs> Accepting help is how you build community. I help you when you need it. You help me when I need it. If you have the room and the spoons and the time and all the things. It helps you learn that love is safe. Now, I know that your hyper-independence came from a place of trauma because it is not how normal, healthy people operate, which is not to say you are unhealthy or abnormal, only to say that trauma caused that response. The way that mind was interpreting their no, their neglect, their turn away, their response to you asking for help created this pattern. But it helps you learn that love can be safe and love can be reciprocal, which is a beautiful thing. And the last thing is that the more help you get, the quicker you get what you want. Okay, and I want you to get what you want. So the more help you get, the more you get what you want and the faster you get what you want, which is like literally the most beautiful thing. So marinate on those. Give me your thoughts. Hit a girl up on Instagram at Amanda underscore chills.
I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Love you. Bye. Thank you.